0: Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you already lifetime, know. It? I think that's we, how it we always went goes. We've like, for like
1: 45 easy. minutes and we're at like Chelsea <laughs> now. What about- are we doing?
0: Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt and we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey,
1: it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Welcome back to Top Bins, the show bringing you all the action from England and Italy, soccer-wise, of course. I'm your host, Matt, joined by my co-host, Dom. Dom, how are you?
0: Good, man. Good. I had my first uh, scrimmage as a head field hockey coach today. Uh one tie. We didn't get to play overtime, but, you know, felt like uh, Jose Mourinho out there. Calm, cool, and collected until we scored. uh, Until we scored a goal, and then I'm running. And then you went super defensive. No, I I went the other way. So I I guess maybe a little sorry ball, you know, going a little forward, sending everybody going crazy. But uh, yeah, running up and down the sidelines after a goal scored and stuff, finger in the air, you know.
1: (laughs) You got to put on your nicest. uh... Gucci or Valore suit and do a nice knee slide in front of the uh, the opposing coach. I think
0: to really get the Mourinho uh, the Mourinho bump. I, I, sh- I should do, I should do that one day. Show up show up to show up to coach a game in a suit.
1: <laughs> just get a just get a cheap Goodwill suit and do a nice knee slide.
0: <laughs> walk up and down, Ancelotti eyebrow. You know, <laughs> just don't say anything the entire game. Chew, chew
1: gum very aggressively, Don Carlos style. <laughs> Before we get into the main show, because we got plenty to talk about tonight, just want to remind you that tonight's episode and all episodes of Top Ends, really, if you, if you listen to the show, you, you, you know what comes next here. Uh, this episode of Top Ends is brought to you by Beano Board. Beano is the next big tabletop game for your man cave slash she shed. Think paper football meets foosball, and you've got Beano. Beano Board is a game and lifestyle brand based in Phoenix, Arizona. Their goal is to provide the highest quality boards and a true brand experience Every part of their boards have been tested time and time again for the best possible playability, so that every flicker's experience is a positive one. Bring the world together with Binio and here's someone's story from the other side of the pitch. Right now, you can go to binoboard.com and use our code BINOUSP for 10% off your order, including the newly launched limited edition ultraviolet board and Team USA and Team Mexico merch. I don't know if you saw this, Dom, but uh, they released a lot of the Adidas World Cup kits. If you saw Mexico's second kit, it's just like... Beautiful, uh, certainly. I, I think one of the, the the better ones that I've seen. Um, you can get Bino Board Team USA and Team Mexico merch there. That's code B I N H O U S P for ten percent off your order at BinoBoard.com. Um, that's a reminder too that the, the World Cup is uh, is rapidly approaching. Uh, it doesn't quite feel that way because we're we're used to having you know like a month and a half uh, before we get there, but. Um, you know, with so many games, Ooh. so many competitions, uh, yes, Ooh. Dom, I can tell you just saw because they are, they're incredibly oh, the, clean. The, the away jersey,
0: right? Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. Oh, I yeah. really like it.
1: Uh, Adidas, oh, I think did yeah. a, a fantastic job, uh, with the kits, uh, from the ones that I saw, at least Spain's looked really nice. Um, you know, German, Germany's is
0: very, both of them kind of bring back vibes of like older, you know, previous jerseys. Yeah. They're very clean and well done.
1: All of them. All of them look great. Speaking of looking great, we're gonna start tonight showing Italy, where we had definitely some big marquee matchups uh, this past weekend. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of really interesting games. Teams we expect to be at the top of the table. We start with Juventus one, Roma one. Interesting game, I, I think. You know, like really the 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 first big big test, I think, for for Roma um, and for Juventus this season, really, because they haven't had the most challenging schedule uh, to start the the year. Roma survives this one with a draw. I, you know, I, I thought, uh, largely speaking, Juventus probably had the better chances. Uh, they have a goal that was uh, ruled out for for a handball, um, and you know, had that had not happened, two 0 maybe expected to roll on from there. Um, but you know, Rome kind of just survive the the waves of attack that Juventus were sending, especially in the first half. This is a you know kind of a common theme now, and I think a lot of uh, Juventus fan, especially sort of griping about this, and I think fairly. You know, that first half, you, you saw what Juventus can offer going forward. Good counterattacks. Um, a great Vlahovic goal. Just an absolutely disgusting bar down. Uh, I love when it just takes all momentum out of the ball, too. Like, it just... It hits the ground once, and then are just dead. It's just perfect. Cleanly hit.
0: Yeah. I mean, the ones, just... The ones that bounce off the bar and go down faster to the ground. Oh, my God. Just... It's
1: so just... Nice. Aesthetically very, very pleasing. But, you know, Juventus throughout that first half, I thought, looked really good. Uh, yes. And then in typical kind of Juventus fashion, really Allegri fashion. The second half, they sort of set out to just frustrate their opponent, drop a little deeper, uh, play more conservative. And I just don't think that suits this team anymore. I don't think that suits the players that you have anymore. Um, When Chiesa eventually returns, you know, like late fall, early winter, that's not a play style that suits him. It doesn't suit Vlahovic. It's not going to suit Angel Di Maria. Like, these are not players that you should really be uh, using in this way. Um, And I just feel like... I feel like something's got to give here um interesting uh, too is that the aerial duel rate too like uh, uh Roma has the best aerial duel rate in uh Serie A 58.5 win rate Juventus is in the bottom five 46.6 percent um I found that really fascinating because that's not something typically we would associate with Juventus you know throughout the years we you know assume that they're kind of a, a good defending physical team, know how to win duels like
0: that, but that has been a weakness for them and, and Roma oh. were not afraid to exploit it. When you're playing Danilo at center back, I mean, you know, certainly at, doesn't help. Roma's got a lot of tall men, tall boys on that squad. Got a lot of tall boys on that squad. Um, yeah. Everything in the first half kind of screamed Juventus and then the second half, it kind of switched around. I don't think that uh, I, I'm pretty sure the Italians call it Catenaccio, Nacho, right? Uh, score a goal, park bus kind of deal. I think that's a very archaic style of play that may have worked, you know, 14, 15, 16 years ago, but I it doesn't fit the way that, you know, modern football is played today and and it, it, you're going to you're going to end up conceding way more than you're scoring. Uh, it, very few teams can can, you know, win the league or become successful, you know, not allowing a lot of goals and just making do with what you can score. You know, Milan was one of those teams in the past, you know, that allowed 37 goals in a whole season on their way to win the title. But in today's high scoring kind of super attacking style of, of, of football that's being played, even in Italy, where, you know, it's been more of a recent trend to play more attacking football. Um, you're seeing a lot of teams do it, even the lower table teams. Uh, Juventus looks like a serious team. You know, both of these teams, Roma and Juventus, were obviously dealing with a few injuries to to some key players and whatnot. You know, Paul Pogba. The Paul Pogba saga is is actually going kind of ridiculous right now. Um, it is it is evolved
1: <laughs> into something much more dark and sinister.
0: Uh, you got to trademark that one. <laughs> um, but it, I I just can't seem to get away, and and I hate. You know myself for saying this but like I can't seem to get away from enjoying the way that Roma plays I, I think that Mourinho really has a good system working for the players that he has and and Dybala has made a huge difference already already you know coming into the team within these few uh game weeks that they've had you know I'm, I'm really excited to see how they come along um because they could they could be a serious contender for a top four spot
1: yeah so far and it's it's early you know we're we're <laughs> just a few games in the season, of course, but Roma have the best expected goal difference per 90 in Syria so far this year. You look at, uh, just the chances that they've created, they, they probably should have been winning, especially those first two games, by a, a more significant margin than they did. Um, and they've been good at limiting opponents as well. I know that you know we talked a lot about how Juventus uh, sort of created and, and looked throughout this game, but um, weren't tons of like high quality opportunities, but they definitely had you know uh, plenty of pressure on Roma. Um, I think you know they signed Andrea Bellotti. Uh, that's a you know kind of a good striker they can bring in that. Uh, brings that like clinical edge. Cause it's really only t- Tammy Abraham that you would say he's a clinical finisher within this team. Even the ball yeah. at his best was never clinical. He's more of a volume guy. Um happy to take on maybe some like uh less uh, like efficient shots, yeah. but yeah, I, I I'm, I'm impressed with Roma so far. I think they still have a uh, work to do, but uh this is, this is again, I, you know, Going away to Juventus, getting a one-one draw, I think is is probably a result that that fares you just fine. It's a classic sort of Mourinho result as well, where you don't really give up ground to your mm-hmm. opponents. Fabio Moretti is, is looked pretty bright for Juventus. Uh, Nineteen years old, unexpected kind of uh, you know starter, you know through some of these games and, and minute getter. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he develops. Um, Jose Mourinho said at halftime to the team, "I'm ashamed to be your coach," um, and clearly that. Uh, that got them going in the right direction. <laughs> Good for him. Um, and Tammy Abraham, another another goal, just big game player, uh, has a habit of, of scoring important goals for Roma. Uh, he's just been fantastic. Love watching him um, and getting a lot of credit too because he's an English player that went abroad and is actually learning the language. So <laughs> yeah, sure, shout, sure to, shout out to Tammy Abraham. I know the struggle, brother. Uh, Duolingo pals uh we could we could talk it out sometime yeah, you
0: know a couple couple english players you know going over and learning the language chris Smalling, tammy abraham tamori you know yeah. you got these guys it, you, there's a there's a english kind of revival in the syria there used to be some great english players that did play in syria in the past and and it's it's nice to see you know them coming abroad and and, and make, make, having i wouldn't say career revivals but definitely you know enjoying you know, a lot of, you know, the years of their careers in, in a league when they've kind of been, like, Premier League outcasts. Just you know smiling, I would say Smalling
1: definitely career revival. Uh, yeah. I think for Tammy and uh, Tamori, it's more about, like... As well as a start
0: for them, they're young.
1: They were, like, avoiding stagnating as players yes. and, yeah. and went and got yes. the opportunity. And I think it, that, listen, if I'm an agent of a young player, I am pointing them in that direction saying, listen, this is... you." Like, Phil Foden, yes, like, he's getting good minutes, but, like, I'd imagine Phil Foden moving three years ago to a, you know, not, it doesn't even have to be in a Serie A, right? But, you know, but moving to a club where you're going to be playing, you're going to get 40 starts a year yeah, is just a massive difference for your development. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden Sancho did the same thing, right, where he knew he wasn't likely to, to get in, in at Manchester City and moved to Dortmund where he was going to get good minutes. Holland did the same thing when he moved from Salzburg to Dortmund. He knew that that was a great develop Like, it's all about getting the, those minutes. Yes, like the, the allure. Ask Callum Hudson-Odoi if he wished he had moved on from Chelsea two seasons ago. You know, like, a very good point. Y- you have to just pick your spot sometimes. And it's not always easy to choose, of course, but um, you're even see- seeing it with Trevo Chalaba, you know, this window where he wants to leave and Chelsea aren't letting like. Sometimes you just gotta make your own way and uh, and, and make your own choice. And Chalaba
0: and Tanganga, both of those guys. Yeah,
1: Tanganga, you know, it seemed like could still move. I, I haven't uh gotten much read on, on what his uh his transfer future quite looks like. But yeah, I, I think that those are those are the case studies for, for getting out while you can yeah. and, uh, and finding and, and blazing your own path. Um <laughs> speaking of blazing your own path, Lazio three inter Milan one <laughs> Same result as last year. Uh, Lazio famously beating Inter Milan by the same scoreline in this exact fixture on Inzaghi's return.
0: Ah, uh, I love it. I love it. This kicked I us off. It.
1: This kicked us off Friday evening. Really good game. Uh, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, gave us a lot of the, <laughs> the the things that we loved about Lazio were on display. The things that we love about Inter were on display too. Good chance creation. Denzel Dumfries. I love the guy. If he could somehow figure out how to turn his chances that he gets into, like, goals at even, like, a quarter better than he does now, this is a defender who's probably scoring 11 or 12 goals a season. Because he just constantly finds himself in these these dangerous positions um, and just... Uh, very unlucky, you know. He does a, kind of the exactly what you're supposed to head the ball down into the ground, and it just turns into a great save. Uh, but Lazio, a, a big performance. We saw it last year from them, and we we talked so much about them. And Maurizio Sarri even talked about their consistency in his post-match comments. Um, last, he said last year we either dominated the match or we struggled, which again, you know, is very similar to, I think what a lot of people picked up on that. They were just so inconsistent. Uh, he said, I want consistency. Anyone can win a single game in three months, a few in six months, none. Uh, meaning, you know, it's, it's fine if you win just this one game, but, uh, you, you can't depend on, you know, luck. You have to be consistent to actually uh-huh. win month on month. Um, and I, I like that you're hearing that. I, I think he was very, pleased with how this team uh, you know like worked through different parts of the game and uh, you know found ways this was definitely the the savage show as well just a fantastic performance by him i think there's a lot to take away positive from lazio i'm not too harsh on inter for this i i do think it's a little worried that Inzaghi in and some of the bigger games doesn't have the best record um but you know you don't always have to beat you know the second or third best team in italy to to win the title right you know it, it's not quite like england or spain in some years where you have to beat your title challengers uh to to win the title um you, you can you can still get there you know inter weren't very far off despite not having the best record against uh, some of their other you know rivals but a little worried that you know like it's it's another performance where
0: it didn't quite seem to gel and work out for them it's it's a little concerning that Di Marco and Gagliardini are starting over like Chauhanoglu and Gosens, uh, you know whether that's the matchups or whatever you know is going through Inzaghi's head with that three five two. I really do think that those two players would fit that system more than the two that started for that game. Um, sorry, ball is coming into full effect uh, a little bit with with Lazio now. They were a lot more uh, inconsistent last year, uh, and and you know you said it you know a few minutes ago you know sorry saying. You know, we'd have to make sure that we build that consistency. We cannot be stagnant and, and be that same team as last year. Um Luis Alberto's playing with a chip on his shoulder, which which is absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, if you didn't see the other angles, his shot looked like it was ridiculous, but that that deflection helped it become a really, really nice goal. But I was very, very excited to see Pedro kind of turn turn the clock back a little bit and give us, you know, vintage Pedro cut in and curl it to the far post. That, that was
1: that was some vintage Pedro yeah. right there
0: for sure. Love and and see. a lot of these chances for Lazio are created just because of Immobile being a pest in the box, constantly getting chances and making the defense worry about him. And it opens up chances for everybody else. It allows Malinkovic Savage to work more and find those other open teammates. So, you know, Felipe Anderson is having his normal, you know, early season kind of run of form before he probably fades away for a little bit. So Lazio are in a good place. You know, if they can, like you said, build that consistency and gain a few wins, when some of those players start to dip in form a little bit, they'll have a nice comfortable point total where they're, you know, in a good spot for, for a few months. Yeah.
1: It's all about consistency with them and, and putting in the good performances, you know, kind of just over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, the First interesting, thing. the interesting thing coming out of this game, Romulo Lukaku got injured in training on Sunday. Uh, looks to be to, to be missing uh, the next game for Inter, which of course is quite a big one. I don't, don't want to, you know.
0: The more Inter tears, the better. They were panning to people after this game in the crowd, crying like they lost a World Cup final. Just week, just a week after celebrating like they won a World Cup final. So you know, it, it, it's one or the other with with Inter.
1: Yeah. Well, so they won't have him for Cremonese, but uh, he seems certain to to miss, uh, you know, Derby del Milan got that coming up saturday pretty pretty big one who knew right who knew um
0: listen yeah. listen uh I, I don't know if you saw the clip uh uh former fifa streamer uh kurt i don't know do you know who you know inter yeah, yeah, yeah. Interfan, you know he was he was watching highlights of the milan game i was seeing like uh the catalare do do like his thing and, and he watches this one the one clip the Catalare kind of is, is in like a physical battle turns on to his left in the middle of the field and places just looping ball over and and creates that chance for kalulu who didn't play uh uh jerud across and he looked he was looking at the screen and he's just like i think we have a problem <laughs> so you know not having lukaku for for one of the biggest games of the year that's that's very worrisome for inter uh they they already have to play catch up after this week dropping you know, losing points and not getting any ground on Milan who who got a win. So uh yeah the emergency bells are not ringing, obviously for them. You know, like you said, aside from this game against Milan coming up, they have Cremonese, which you can probably chalk up as a win for them. Um and then, you know, moving on from there, they'll probably get more momentum. Lukaku will come back. Things will kind of get back to normal. But a little a little hiccup in the in the road for Inter early on in the season, you know, they 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 have to make sure that they kind of nip it in the bud and, and move on from there. Cause if they keep having these little lapses in form, say goodbye to even second place.
1: Yeah. Well, it's going to get even more difficult. Like we'll talk about later in the show because if they're champions league group. Uh, it certainly <laughs> certainly don't have easy midweek games to look forward to. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say elsewhere in Italy, uh, all the promoted teams still win this Lecce did get a draw. Uh, at least, but uh, not doing great uh, for for the new boys. Although, our boy, well, your boy, not my boy for sure, uh, Berlusconi had this to say about Udinese after their 2-1 loss, after 2-1 <laughs> win against Monza, I should say. They played with 12 men because of the referee. <laughs> Classic
0: Berlusconi. He has no room to talk, first off. He has no room to talk. <laughs> the the, the lack of shape. <laughs> Milan got sent to Serie B because he was paying off refs. Come on now! <laughs>
1: whoa, 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 whoa! He didn't pay them off. He gave them Rolexes. There's a difference.
0: Oh, excuse me. <laughs> they were they were elaborate gifts. Not, not like the referees can go pawn those off real quick and get the money for them. But hey,
1: those <laughs> things belong in a museum. I'd say those, that's history right there.
0: I agree.
1: <laughs> um, Salernitana blown the doors off Samp this past weekend. Davide Nicolai. What a guy! What a guy! Um, so shout out to Sloney Tana. my pick to go down, uh, sending Sloney Tana into the relegation zone. It's three games in. Let's you know, let's not get carried away. But uh, Fiorentina and Napoli played to a draw. I kept this in because uh, I like circled my Sunday afternoon to watch this game. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. Napoli have scored so many goals. like, and it was just not that entertaining. Not not what we had hoped. Uh, uh, yeah, least.
0: I I heard that. Um... Uh, what's-his-name, made uh, bad uh, substitution choices for Napoli. Um, Spalletti? Yeah. I wouldn't I heard, say I heard, so. I heard he took, like, Kvara off instead of instead of Lozano, and then, you know, like...
1: The problem is Kvara. now Napoli is, like, weirdly deep. The name, so. They're weirdly deep in attack. So, like, Simeone came on, Raspadori came on, um... And it's just hard, like when you have like that many attackers. I think to to rotated in. I didn't, make... I didn't think Kavardana did was playing that well. I didn't think anyone attacking wise for Napoli were, were really playing that well, except for Osieman, who's just you know is always playing at a, a really high level. But um, I, I didn't think I didn't think those were terrible substitution choices. And I don't think going to Fiorentina and getting a draw is the worst result. No, I, I
0: do think those teams are kind of balanced against each other. So uh, yeah, a draw a draw is fine for both parties.
1: No one really covered themselves in glory, I wouldn't say. (laughs) Let's move to England, shall we, Dom? (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. Some relief. It's like. Oh, beautiful, right? It's like throwing up when you had the spins. It's like, (laughs) God, I'm glad that's over. (laughs) uh, uh, Liverpool nine, Bournemouth a nil. We wanted 10. We wanted double digits. We didn't quite get there. We'll settle for nine. That's
0: listen, fine. This was a statement game for Liverpool. A lot of questions being asked about them. A lot of a lot of uh, people kind of counting them out already. I mean, you were, you were down in the dumps last week. That's not saying that you're counting your team out. I know that you stay with your team throughout. But listen, um, yes, it's Bournemouth. Yes, they're probably going to go down at the end of this season. I don't care. Liverpool like like I said we we're having a lot of questions asked about them what they needed was to go out just against a lowly team and just beat the absolute shit out of them. I mean the first 5 goals were just absolutely just great. It was just great to see Harvey Elliott's goal, just beautiful. Uh Trent's goal, Jesus. And then and then even No, if, well, Don, you know, he
1: can't defend though. It's uh, like it doesn't matter when you're scoring. I know like Mitrovic bad, bullied you know? Gabriel uh but like I- <laughs> Let's not forget the one time that Trent got that, that Trent got muscled by Alexander Mitrovic. Let's yeah. not forget that a um, guy who has like six inches and forty pounds on him. <laughs> Let's not forget that he won. He he didn't win that
0: duel. Look for me. Firmino got a little lucky, but nice finish, nice touch to finish out on that that one. Uh, Van Dyke getting a goal. Uh, this had everything. I had an own goal. Except or, like... it had everything. <laughs>
1: except for a Mo Salah goal or assist. Somehow Man. nine goals scored and I'm only salty because I had him capped it in fantasy premier league and if you had told me Check on out Fr- Fr- Firmino. if if you had told me on friday afternoon hey Mo- there's going to be it's liverpool going to win 9 nothing tomorrow I probably would have triple capped in Salah cuz you just have to assume that he's he's getting two or three if liverpool scoring nine yeah. and he gets nothing nine. nothing you know uh, what Shout Insane. out to
0: whoever decided to triple Captain Roberto Firmino on their fantasy <laughs> team. Psychos. Uh two goals, Wait, three assists. Can I can I ask you this? You does can this, ask me this. Does this make uh uh what's his name's job a lot harder to get back into the starting line?
1: Nunes? No. Yeah. No. I love Bobby. Firmino I have a place in my heart forever. But this was a this was, this was a performance that we just don't see from him that often. By the way, this is the, like, as far as, like, best Liverpool performances ever from an individual player. Uh, the only t- other two players to have, have five goal contributions in a game, most of all against Watford uh, in his breakout season, where, by the way, he broke the Premier League goal-scoring record. I, Just, people yeah, don't talk about I'll that know. enough I'll uh four I'll goals and assists against wofford and luis suarez uh five goal contributions against his eternal rival norwich city <laughs> his uh his biannual uh hat-trick that he would get against them so uh Good bobby for going in the in the annals of history he has a habit of popping up like this for like big outputs um usually against like arsenal like he he had a tendency to score a lot against them it for me does not really i will say Firmino is better for link up play um like he's a better passer than than we have in someone like Nunez or Jota but um just to be frank it's it's not it's not the performance and like a good chunk of his assists were just laying it off and someone uh, someone just curled it in like Harvey Elliott did hey. I think the bigger question here is for Bournemouth and where they go from here mm-hmm. because I think pretty much everyone had them picked to go down uh, you looked at just the talent of this squad and uh, there were some concerns they went on opening day it uh, not super convincingly but uh they, they beat Aston Villa 2-0 but since then it has not been pretty uh, and it has not been comfortable for Bournemouth uh, 4-0 to City 3-0 to Arsenal and uh, now 9-0 to Liverpool uh, This is a gotta... rough
0: stretch of 3 games.
1: I mean it's a it is and it it's frankly doesn't get a whole lot easier they have Wolves, Nottingham Forest and Brighton in their next 3. Um certainly easier <laughs> than City, Arsenal, Liverpool but uh still a, a a fair challenge i just i didn't like scott parker's comments afterwards seemed really just kind of defeated i think he's trying to encourage the the board to maybe throw some money into this situation but um you know he's saying that he wouldn't be surprised if this is you know if this isn't the only time that this happens to bournemouth this year and it's like that's kind of an insane thing for a manager to come out and say after a game like this um so I, I don't know where they go from here. I, I didn't have much hope for them to begin with. I'm not gonna base like their entire season based off of a really ch- challenging stretch of games that a lot of teams in Europe would struggle with, you know, with City Arsenal Liverpool all back to back in the league. But um, it did just feel like uh, this could be like a, a really early season kind of backbreaker that's hard to come back from. And Bournemouth, let's not forget when we did their preview for them when they came up, they struggled with bad runs of form. And we talked about how that could be a real challenge for them in the Premier League, where, you know, if you put together like seven, eight games where, you know, you're only maybe winning one or two of those, or or none, you know, that's harder to crawl back from than it is in the championship. Um, and I, I do worry about that a little bit where they had these hot and cold periods. If you get cold in the Premier League, brother, it's gonna be a very long time before you're hot again because it's just it's a very competitive league. All top leagues are, of course. I don't want to make it like only the Premier League is this way but
0: no but the pre, the you it still stands like the prime the, even your mid-table teams can just trounce you know relegation sides and you know if you're if you're a cold then then you have a Fulham you know, were
1: newly promoted playing Liverpool off the park in the first 45 minutes that was a team that was in a Champions League final yeah. and it was a point away from winning the league last year <laughs> like
0: yeah. yeah yeah exactly so it it, it it you can never take a game late in the premier league you know in serie a you can kind of take a couple games late depending on who it is i mean hell is Salernitano beat you know a team that's been that hasn't gone down in in a very long time so uh yeah it's it's very concerning for bournemouth it's even more concerning when you're when your manager it sounds like he's in a depression so well
1: he has this. He has this to comfort him. His seven hundred pound uh, cardigan that he wears. Uh, his designer cardigans. <laughs> so good for good for Scott Parker. He'll always have his looks. He'll always Listen, have that amazing jawline. Uh, so. BetterHelp.com
0: free plug. Sponsor sponsor the show, please. No. <laughs>
1: Problematic ain't. Eh. Uh, Chelsea two, Leicester City one. Ten man Chelsea, two Leicester yeah. City. Yeah. One. Uh Conor Gallagher. Let's have a chat, friend. Uh, ease up. <laughs> Let's ease up a little bit, Jesus, young fella. Man. Uh, two yellow cards in the first 30 minutes equals a red card.
0: Um,
1: the Gallagher tough.
0: experiment may, uh, may be running its time.
1: Well, Crystal Palace has put in a bid for him, which I would love to see him go back there because he mm-hmm. fit so well last season. And I think uh, the, the major problem, again, is him being played in this this pivot role, which is his, not to his strengths. And I don't know why he's also the last man on defense when he's already on a yellow card. Uh, because that's typically where you're gonna get these professional fouls. Even if you don't mean to run into player, if you just catch someone, you're pretty much always gonna get a yellow for that situation uh that, that Gallagher was in for his second. Just felt like maybe a miscommunication there. It just it it seemed like an odd fit in in the offseason, and I was I was really curious to see how he would work, and I just I don't want to make the statement that he clearly can't ever play there, but I just, I don't know that this is the right situation, the right spot for him. And I, I would actually really love to see him go back to crystal palace. Cause I think that's just where he's, he's going to be more successful at Leicester city. One point from their first four games, you're underachiever by the way. Um, and, and you've looked very right on that so far, still have not brought anyone in somehow <laughs> you got vision 99 vision from, from Dom, uh, <laughs> Still have not brought anyone in somehow, uh, and that is because of terrible finances. Apparently, they've they've got some uh, some things to work out through. Uh, it's definitely going to be helped by the fact that they're selling Wesley Fofana to Chelsea. Uh, this is the Fofana Grudge Match, as it was. Uh, winner <laughs> winner gets Wesley. Um, second worst goals uh, conceded in, in the league so far this year with ten. This was an issue for them last season, and the only team worse than them was Bournemouth, who just shipped away nine. So <laughs> you, you better hope that <laughs> that you're not doing worse than them. Um, but, you know, it was a problem for them last year defensively, right? And, and part of that was uh, you know just step pieces and stuff, but also not having guys healthy. Um, now you've sold Fafana. Schmeichel's not there anymore. You're still starting a Marty at center back, and he just is not really his best role for him. No idea what's happening with You, I'm, uh, you know... I think you were, I I agreed with you that they could certainly underachieve. I'm starting to worry that this might be a team that's more than just underachieving might be really in a relegation fight because you look at the quality of this team too, outside of like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, Tielemans, there's not like high level quality here. Like Jamie Vardy has not been, he's, he's definitely lost his finishing touch in some ways. He'll still probably end up with double digit goals in the Premier League just due to
0: volume. But, um,
1: you can clearly, he's 35. I mean, it, he, Christ, he, he also
0: doesn't have the qual, like top quality around him. You know, you just have like Harvey Barnes and, and Tielemans that are trying to find him the whole time. So i given him yeah. chances. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Tieleman gets sold in, in, in the winter transfer window. He was rumored to leave in the summer and he didn't. It well, if he made. doesn't
1: get sold now, he's just leaving for free next year. And he's just yeah. going
0: to get a nice signing post.
1: Is, is what it's going to turn into, unfortunately. But um, I want to say this. Brendan Rodgers, Steven Gerrard used to be, you know, a nice player to manager relationship right now. they're Now they're both peers in a sense, they're both managers, both of them on the hot seat. Which one is fired first, do you think? Because I, I think Brandon both Rogers. of them are
0: really. Yeah, I this. Look at you. Like you just said, Lester has what? How many points out of a total? Out of a, they,
1: they have one and four. Aston Villa yeah. only has three points. They only have one win. Um, and have not looked good. I, it's hard to say. I I think I think Rogers would sooner walk necessarily than
0: be fired. was in last place. Last place. Yeah, they have one point. Last place.
1: I think they are extenuating circumstances uh, to to them. Aston Villa. Gerard has been. He got like good signings, and maybe he wants more. But he's also beefing weirdly with like Leon Bailey and Emilio Buendia... And not working them into the team, and um, his tactics aren't aren't quite good enough. Like he's not getting the best out of that squad. I don't know that you could like. I thought Leicester still created enough in this game to win. Uh, you know, if they had just been a little bit more clean. you can put that certainly at Brendan Rodgers' feet, though. And I don't think he's a very good man manager. Someone that had Brendan Rodgers manage his team, I I would say, especially if you go back to his famous three envelopes uh, clip. Like, this is a guy that historically has not always had the best relationships with players. Um, certainly when times get tough. He's a great, like, rising tides type of manager. But um, I think when, you know, you have to navigate some more uncomfortable moments, maybe not the guy. But, um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers, Steven Gerrard,
0: wouldn't, sub- wouldn't be surprised if one of those is uh, is our first manager gone. My, my uh, chat's here. saying uh, it's not Brendan Rodgers' fault. It's just he never has the players for his system.
1: I don't know that that's totally true. I... I, I think you can maybe say that lester have bought wrong but when brendan Rodgers has gotten the decision to make signings he's made terrible signings he signed bertrand he signed vestergaard those were like his like pounding the table signings and they were just terrible wastes of money um like in significant money too not <laughs> they really didn't uh it's, not, it's not like they they got those guys for very cheap so and we um, spoke on
0: spoke on the show in the past uh, about you know how it was at liverpool as well you know where it it was kind of known, like, defensively, they were never strong. He's always had that struggle with his teams that, you know, they'd never been solid in the back. They were always allowing in a lot of goals. And the only reason that his Liverpool side kind of could mask that a little bit was because they had such an electric attack that they were putting in goals as well. And they had to make sure that they scored more than they allowed. It wasn't like, you know, they they were getting tons of clean sheets and things like that. So you know it, it's just followed him since then yes he, he he's at a club that probably won't get him the players he needs but at the same time he can't get done anything right now with what he does have
1: i would say i would say they've done pretty decent by rogers in terms of like the teams that he's had and the squad that he's had and and the players that they've bought um, i could, you? you could also you could also blame him for Failing to get Champions League qualification two seasons in a row when they were in fourth and sure. was unable to get them over the line. Um, it's not like they had a whole lot more to do either, by the way. It's not like they were, you know, sort of had an outside chance. They were firmly in control of their destiny oh. for two seasons where they could have had Champions League football, which is a, a huge difference maker
0: in, uh, in revenue. Sorry. Uh, they were being sarcastic about Tuchel instead, saying that he never has the put.
1: <laughs> well,. The system. That little vampire it can't can't make that listen, claim anymore.
0: Listen, what 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 he was able to do with, with 10 men having you know Cucurea go so far up the field, basically playing as a winger most of the game before he gets uh subbed off, but gets an assist. Um Sterling, you know, really having you know his breakout day in in a Chelsea uniform, getting two goals. You could see what it meant to him as well. Uh it, a lot of emotion. In that game, I was really happy to see him. I think a lot football. of relief too. Yeah, think oh, a lot of, of relief course. to 100%. finally. Uh, just you're the you're the, the, the marquee signing coming in this season. You've got a lot of a lot of you know pressure and expectation from the fan base, and if you don't, and especially a player like Raheem Sterling that gets ripped to shreds by English fans anyway, uh, and and it's been shown both on the league stage, on the domestic league stage, and the international stage. You know, he's normally one of the scapegoats that that gets blamed for his team or england's you know misfortunes or 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 lack of success at times so uh yeah you could you could definitely see that it was a big relief and 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 it meant a lot to him to get those two goals.
1: yeah um so good for sterling chelsea good result lester probably probably should have won this one um if if not for just some uh some wasteful chances by themselves but that's the game, baby. It is what it is. Uh, Crystal Ballas to Manchester City for Manchester City. Making a habit of going down, making it a little challenging for themselves. Uh, it's like you, this, this is
0: how they keep themselves
1: pain well, now, man. You play <laughs> on semi-pro and you're like, this is a little too easy. Then you bump it up in thresholds. <laughs> like, all right, a little harder. You know, bump it up again. World class is like, okay. Then you get it to legendary and ultimate. It's like, all right, now we got we'll, – We'll concede one or two goals and, and work our way from there.
0: You're playing squad battles against the 63-rated teams on Legendary. You're like, okay, I can move up to ultimate. <laughs> so well, City, yeah. sh- <laughs> City showed off their uh,
1: their defensive mistakes yet again. Um, not egregious in this game, of course, but um, certainly showed off their ability to score goals. Certainly Erling Holland with his uh, first and I'm sure not last City hat trick. Um, yes, controversy, sir. though, not without controversy. I don't know how he doesn't get a red card for kicking Yoko Anderson in the face. I I'm I I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm not even trying to put the hater goggles on. You cannot tell me that that's not a red card. There was
0: there was a tweet that uh they put it side to side with uh, who was it? it was a Liverpool player, right? That got a red card for him. Sadio
1: Mane uh hit Ed, Ederson in the face as yeah. well. Like it was a different type of play. Like Sadio Mane, like that was a red card. Like Mane like fair enough. But like I, I, Any time, it, it, it happened to, to Liverpool last year it, against Atletico Madrid. Um, I think it was, was it Griezmann? I think that, that lifted his boot too high and caught Firmino in the face. Something like that. Anyway, anyway anytime your foot gets that high where you're, you're hitting someone in the forehead, it doesn't even matter if they lean down a little bit to play the ball. It's dangerous play. You're Putting your opponent at risk for injury, that is the definition of a red card. I'm sorry, it's just ridiculous. It, it, does,
0: it doesn't matter how tall you are, right? And that your body just no. moves differently, and there's no like, excuse for it. Be, you gotta be cognizant of that and do something else to try. It's to not get like Joachim
1: well. Anderson is Lissandro Martinez, where he's like so only so high off the ground. Like, it's just, yeah, I'm sorry, but in the age of VAR, you gotta
0: sneak that one in, right? <laughs> in the
1: age of VAR. There's no way that that could be mistaken, and then you know the the third goal for Crystal Palace also probably should have stood um, because they they claim that he he plucked it off Ederson. As a guy who had to watch Loris Karius give a goal to Benzema in a Champions League final, I want to hear none of it uh, because it's ridiculous. Like I'm sorry, that's a goal. He didn't beat him. Uh, But this was interesting Uh, when City been two goals down at halftime. Do you want to guess how many games they have won? being two goals down at halftime. City? Yes. In their history, in the Premier League era. <sighs>
0: 12.
1: 12. 12 wins from losing from two goal deficits at halftime. That's what you're going with. Final is answer. It, is
0: it is it a lot more than that or a lot less?
1: On 53 such occasions, they have found themselves in that position, right? Before uh, this okay. last weekend. 53 times they've been two goals down at halftime they have lost 51 of them and drawn two they had never won really being two goals down at halftime Uh, and they turned it around they have turned into the the remontada specialists i think it's because of what real madrid i think real madrid broke their brains a little bit you know we say this every year that uh pep kind of uh starts to lose his mind a little bit especially in the later champions league stages and gets a little too crazy i think I think Real Madrid with that comeback against them, he's like, you know what? We're gonna have to just like persevere and pull twenty comebacks to to <laughs> to kinda of develop our ability to be able to do that to other teams. Um and they're just gonna constantly test themselves so they never fail in that way again. Look, um it, but it, they, you know, they have struggled defensively and that is a worry. That is a worry.
0: It helps that they have a guy like Holland up top. I mean, you know, now that City have their, you know, talisman, striker the the successor to Sergio Aguero, you know, it's, it's, they can finally play that type of football again, where you can just kind of just send the ball in and hope that he does, you know, some magic. His second goal was kind of just some ping pong passing, like, like, you know, 2010's Barcelona kind of tiki-taka and they just find him just chilling there. He's in the right spot. He's always positioning himself just in the right spot to, to, to at least give himself a chance and, and, you know, it, it, pays off in the end. He gets himself a hat trick. He can, he can do it with his feet. He can dribble pretty well. He's got the speed, but he can get up in the air too. Cause he's a tall boy and, 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 you know, head the ball into the back of the net. I think that, you know, Holland's importance to this team and their success, especially with some of the issues that they're dealing with in the back, you know, which is very uncharacteristic of a city side uh, in recent time, but you know, it, it, at least they have, you know, that kind of, you know, you know, uh joker kind of card, you know. He is hand. the
1: ultimate like push in case of emergency button. In yeah. that he can score in so many different ways. You saw offers his third goal as well, just like the strength and close control he had. Yeah. Shouldn't be able to do that at that size. Like no. <laughs> we don't talk about it at, enough at but that He's speed. just like athletically just such a different type of player. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> It's so hard. It, really it just bounces it really off. Really the defenders it. bounce off of him because he's that strong, but he moves so quick and then just has this tight, close control. Somehow. It's a, uh, it's a problem. I'll just say that yeah, it's, it it it's a major problem. That I, 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 good luck solving it. I would say for the next like 10 years, wherever he's playing. Um, Speaking of being a problem, Eberich ASA for Crystal Palace, uh, three straight assists for him. He's looked very good. Uh, player that I'm, I'm really happy to see doing well. Yet, uh, obviously, had that Achilles injury, but has worked its way back. Exciting young player amongst many now, surprisingly, at Crystal Palace. Um, Wilfred Zaha not available for this game, and not totally clear why. Uh, some rumors about a link to Chelsea, but uh, we'll see how that develops. But um, he was a bizarre because he's obviously started out the season very well. Uh, definitely a bizarre, uh, you know, miss in this game that hasn't quite been clarified just yet. But uh, you know, keep your eyes on that. Uh, but Crystal Palace, obviously, it's, it's a tough loss. But um, you know, I, I still like what they've done so far this year. They, they they look a good team. Arsenal, we're gonna stay in London here. Although this game is in Manchester, but Arsenal remains perfect. Uh, complete the comeback against Fulham. Uh,
0: I love seeing I love seeing Arsenal like this right now. I you don't. Know, little, obviously, you don't. I, I don't, don't because I saw I it. saw
1: someone unironically say that Arteta is just as good a as Klopp And I just about deleted Twitter <laughs> because <laughs> I think the reply that I had typed out probably wouldn't have just gotten me banned from Twitter. It might have got me put in federal prison uh, because I've never read nah. such. a have never read you? such. A, you, Such a you, mentally ill
0: tweet in my life. You stooped down to the... Wait, oh, no. I didn't reply. But the, oh, wait, the reply... I can't say that word. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I was going to call you an I word. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like uh, you stooped down to that level of football Twitter. Where, no. Where...
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't take the bait. It wasn't bait though. This was someone genuinely talking genuinely about Arteta. Well, it wasn't even just, like, an Arsenal fan. It was, like, someone who's, like, just, like, writes and, like, does, and like uh, someone that I previously had some respect for. I was like, that's insane. I'm sorry.
0: Because I was, was going to say, kind of like Manchester United. Klopp at
1: Arteta's United. age was taking minds to the, like, top division for their first time. Like, no shot. No shot are they comparable. Like, Klopp is the last person to take down Bayern in the Bundesliga. Got them to a Champions League final. Like, I will hear none of it. Klopp is... Klopp is... Arteta listen, and I said this last year when they got in their little spat, which I'm waiting for it to watch on the next uh, whatever it is all or nothing Arsenal documentary because that's going to show the Liverpool game when Arteta was chirping at Klopp. Not only would Klopp absolutely decimate him physically, but he is a better manager, and you cannot convince me otherwise. No, under- under- I'm sorry, what? it's just ridiculous.
0: That still doesn't, you know, discredit what he's got Arsenal doing right now because they are playing very well.
1: It but, absolutely doesn't. But all it does yeah. is do a disservice to him because you shouldn't be comparing 100%. him to these guys because it's unfair 100%. to him and it's unfair to Jurgen Klopp. It's unfair to Pep to be saying well, he's just as good as Pep now. Like, it's just insane. No, no,
0: no not They've either.
1: won four games. Half of them against relegation like teams. What are this we is, doing? Let's just, just relax.
0: Thing. I can't wait for their, their drop-in form, and I'm going to turn on Arsenal fan TV the instant that happens because it's going to be scenes. Um, no, but it's good to see them playing the way they are. Um, uh, Gabriel kind of making up for his egregious mistake that was very on-brand for Arsenal there. But uh, now they keep the momentum going. Odegaard's been a big help with that been a
1: big playmaker odegaard has looked very good arsenal have looked very good i don't want to make it seem like i'm an arsenal hater it's just let's just why do we have to build we don't have to build these people up so that we can tear them down in a month you know like
0: that's arsenal's mo that's the arsenal fan mo
1: right but let's let's let them get back into europa league let's let them you know play on thursday nights and and go through the rotation let's see this squad really tested because they haven't been quite just yet The, The i think you could say the hardest opponent they've played this year was crystal palace so far um, they haven't really played like a top, up and I'm not saying that to say that this is like false hope, anything like that. Just, just relax. Four games into the season, just calm down. This time last year, Tottenham were top of the league too. It didn't turn out that way for them. <laughs> Two months later, their manager was fired. Like, it's just let's let's calm down. Uh, West Ham got on the board for the first time this season. Uh, Scoring wise, they, they scored their first goal, uh, and they also got their first win against Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa shout out to them uh yikes is all i can say for aston villa not looking good there and they also signed lucas Paqueta, which is uh i answered that drill tweet uh where they're spending two thousand dollars on shiny attacking midfielders but the rest of my but my family is is dying someone with the economy help me uh because I, they just love this type of player they already have pablo fornals they already, they already have all these other guys I just i don't get it
0: listen milan gets a cut of that transfer money so listen great great oh, this brother's starving this brother's starving <laughs> look now i'm happy i always had a, a soft spot in my heart for for lucas pocket because while he was at milan he was played out of position all the fans kind of turned on him real, real early, and 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 he was talented, and and I thought that he was going to be the second coming of Kaká. Didn't work out. Moved on to Lyon, but you know, really had a great, great, you know, resurgence in his career there, and and he really deserves his move to the Premier League. It's good for him. I'm going to be keeping an eye on him in the Premier League and hope that you know he continues to to wow spectators because the man the man is real talented. He's been he's been putting on for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I am looking forward to seeing him play, but uh, we'll see how that goes on for West Ham. Uh, we did have the Champions League draw, Tom. Um, we were close to a, yet a, a, a rematch. Liverpool in the same Milan group again. That would have been nice. Uh, we at least had the shot at it, but um, we'll just go through the groups really quickly Group A Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, Rangers. Group B Porto, Atletico Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen, Club Brugge. Group C, the group of death, for sure. Bayern, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Victoria, Pozen. Group D, Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting Club de Portugal, Marseille. Group E, Milan, with Chelsea, Salzburg, and Dynamo, Zagreb. Pretty nice group, I would say. Group F, Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar, Donetsk, Celtic. Group G, Manchester City, with Sevilla and Dortmund, like they are every year, <laughs> um, and FC Copenhagen. And Group H, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, Benfica, And Haifa. Not sure. Haifa. Not not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's Maccabi Haifa. Please forgive me. Um Definitely the toughest group here is Group C. Like we mentioned, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Victoria Bezen. Uh Tough group for Inter. We mentioned, It's so funny because we mentioned it before the draw that they've just gotten just so unlucky with their groups um, that some of their failures in Europe over the last two years have just been just being in a really really challenging group. Um, and you, of course, get the Lewandowski return to Bayern, uh, of course. It, like very lazy, yeah, lazy course, writing here uh, <laughs> by the showrunners, I would say. And from my perspective... Not looking forward to having him play Napoli again. Uh, just has not been an enjoyable experience. Pretty much every other time, it's always just been a mess. Although, no Carlo Ancelotti in charge of Napoli this time, so maybe a little less painful. But well, you, uh,
0: you get a few returns for some newly transferred players in some of these groups, like, like Nunez when Liverpool go to Ajax. Uh, uh,
1: Nunez was at Benfica,
0: or sorry, yeah, he was at Benfica. Um, I've got him mixed up with somebody else. Um, You've got, you know, Tamori uh, when Milan go back to Chelsea. That, that's going to be a big one. to Giroud as well. You know. Know, yeah, Giroud as well. Maybe hey. Rafa Leal? Hey, 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 watch yourself now. Watch yourself now.
1: Winner, uh, winner uh, gets Rafa.
0: No, 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 no. Not after this week. The link up between him and So uh, Things are on the come up. All right, he's going to re-sign. <laughs> Uh, clip
1: it <laughs> group d pretty easy uh group at least favorable group i should say for Tottenham. they get frankfurt yeah uh sporting club de portugal and marseille uh frankfurt you know obviously you get to pot one by way of being europa league winners I've seen, I've seen some people because of this say that they shouldn't get that spot i can't disagree more uh if you win the europa league you should absolutely not just get into the Champions League. you should go in as a pot one team i i, I think you should have that I reward agree. it's not an easy competition to win i think it adds some prestige absolutely keep it there uh, but you know antonio Conte. we know we, we we really don't need to go into his you know european mishaps over the years but uh, this is a group that i think if spurs don't get out of there's really no excuse they are they're oh, definitely the, the best uh best team in this group that they, they should be progressing absolutely um and and there's really no excuse this year um, some intrigue in, in group b porto atletico madrid Leverkusen, club Brugge. I, I think, you know, again, Porto Atletico Madrid uh, in the same group, just like last year uh, again, but uh, some some interesting interesting characters in there. I could see that going uh, a few ways. Uh, for your perspective, I I think Milan and Chelsea should absolutely be going through there. I, I think, yes. you know, Milan, we we said, were maybe a more group-dependent type of team. You know, they, they had to get a, a little bit of a favorable draw. I think Chelsea for a pot-two team is somewhere in the middle right there. They're a good team, but... Certainly, you can navigate through that situation in Salzburg, Dynamo Zagreb, uh, team, teams. That I think Milan should be beating. Uh, should be better than so uh, a good draw there. I would say in in terms of their hopes of progressing, Real Madrid get the uh, I don't know the reigning champions bump. <laughs>
0: Leipzig is a challenge for sure,
1: but Shakhtar and Celtic, I mean, come on. Shakhtar must get sick, too, of playing Uh, either City or Madrid. It is every year, Shakhtar, or like somehow they end up with either City or Madrid in their group. Um, And I I, I have to think the same for Dortmund and City as well. They're probably tired of seeing each other. Sevilla and Dortmund have been in groups a few times over the years. Um, PSG, Juventus, Benfica, Maccabi Haifa, I'm sorry. I... I, it is going to be interesting. I, I think Benfica have a better chance people are going to get him in this group. I'll say that much, because Juventus, you know, we we saw them get a little dusted last year in the Champions League by, you know, Villarreal. We saw them in the groups not even perform that well. I don't know.
0: A little, uh, little worried there. apparently some witchcraft going on.
1: Uh, are we going to talk about this? Do you want to? Okay, so... <laughs> story, a,
0: this is a cra- crazy situation. So, story broke...
1: Uh, over the the last few days about Paul Pogba's brother, uh, Matthias Pogba, is that yeah. his name? Um, yeah. Who was apparently extorting Paul Pogba f- to the tune of like millions of dollars. Um, and so much so that they were showing up to Juventus training uh, facilities. Uh, apparently they were armed in, in some circumstances like threatening Pogba, um, like members of like that group Like some of Pogba's friends saying that he didn't support them financially enough. Um, There's some sort of claim that Pogba put or or paid someone to put a curse or something. Put a witchcraft spell on Kylian Mbappe. It's it's a it's a bizarre saga, which is is wild and sad. You know when you consider just like how often this must happen to players too. Where like you have to worry about your family turning on you, um, as Kanye West once eloquently said I had to pay a cousin $250,000 to get a laptop I was fucking bitches on, Um, you it'd really be your own family sometimes. Like, and and that's, that's, that's the sad and scary part of this too, where like there's this, this criminal element now um, to, to this story that I think is uh, is, is pretty bizarre.
0: It only makes you think like what was potentially happening while he was in England. And does that have any, you know, play into, you know, his, his form in the last you know, year or two at Manchester United. Uh, maybe that's why he wanted to leave. You know, maybe there was more pressure being put on him in England uh, as opposed to Italy, but it's apparently followed him. It's crazy, especially, you know, with him being injured as well and, and, you know, all the other stuff that's going on now. Juventus and PSG are in the same group. It's just, it's really crazy. I mean, for God's sakes his brother put a video on Twitter calling him out for stuff like apparently his brother works with some criminal organization like it, it's so so odd
1: it's 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 just sad and yeah. scary I would say and uh Oseman, I think has a similar situation where he has like family trying to to run him for money and, and extort him in ways it just sucks you know I think we have to remember that too that like not all of these players have always like the easiest and best support systems around them. Uh, Money does change people, especially people around you. And it's it's just tough. Uh, So always keep that in mind. I would say we got some good games coming up, uh, coming up this week. We already talked a little bit about the the Milan derby at the weekend, um, you know, in in Syria, but we've got Sassuolo against Milan tomorrow uh, or today. If you're listening to this on on Tuesday, Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, But yeah, Milan Inter at the weekend—that's a big one. Really, all of Saturday is just like cracking day of games in Italy. You got Fiorentina Juventus uh, early in the morning for us. Uh, Milan against Inter, Lazio Napoli in the afternoon. Um, so, <laughs> clear aside that Saturday is what I would say, because uh, that's that's going to be a, a, a great a great game. Uh, all of those are, are great games to watch. In um, England. Not, not huge, huge, uh, like, marquee matchups this week. Yeah, West Ham against Spurs uh, on Wednesday. That should be a good one. You know, nice little London derby, of course. Yeah, Leicester United on Thursday. Do you have the, uh, the the Liverpool derby Saturday, Everton versus Liverpool. That's always a nice one. Uh, Chelsea against West Ham. but um, And then Manchester United, Arsenal on Sunday. Arsenal's kind of biggest test of the season so far in terms of, of stature and, and quality of opponent. Perhaps, um, so some good games to look forward to. Uh, that Saturday in Syria oh. is going to be a good one.
0: There's also some midweek games this week for Syria as well. Like Milan plays Sassuolo on Tuesday. I had mentioned that. You ain't listen to me. No, sorry. I was looking up the games while you were saying that. Excuse me. Yeah. The two. The two. You see and, what I. You see what I the, deal with. You see the, what I
1: deal with, listener. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs>
0: Look, 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 these are, except for Fiorentina Juventus, it all does seem like some warm-ups for the weekend, so.
1: Um. We call them appetizers, you know, yeah. something, to, something to hold yeah. you
0: over through the week, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Fair. Hey, I'm, I apologize. I'm, hey, man. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I can be a crappy, uh.
1: All is forgiven.
0: Crappy co-host, you know?
1: Yeah, but you're a great friend, so it all balances out. Hey,
0: one yeah. full year.
1: One full year. It's our, it's our one-year anniversary. Did you get me anything nice?
0: Which anniversary one first anniversary what is that the,
1: the I, don't know. I should know because my first wedding anniversary is coming up <laughs> so, so maybe I should uh maybe I should the, get the, on this so
0: the the card anniversary <laughs> Did I just get you a card
1: <laughs> uh no I, a card is expected in my relationship for all events there must be a card <laughs> for everything
0: take you out to dinner
1: take yeah the anniversary <laughs> The paper anniversary. Yeah, so
0: a card. Hey. Maybe, right? I'll make you a, a paper mache uh, a bust of Luis Diaz.
1: Uh, open your door right now. Your gift is right there. That was uh, cool. <laughs> a, total, uh, a total David Blaine moment. I saw is it the funniest your clip. Is it your <laughs> I saw the funniest clip on Twitter. It was David Blaine in Harrison Ford's house doing like a card trick where he ended up p- putting a card in like an apple and he had Harrison Ford cut open the apple and the- his card that he was just thinking of was in that apple and Harrison Ford I've never seen him so scared looks at David Blaine and goes get the fuck out of my house
0: <laughs> remember David Blaine Jesus
1: Jesus David Blaine sometimes we just whittle it down to only people that were chronically on YouTube from like 2006, 2009, understand our references. And that's what I love about us. You know, there's
0: always always one classic YouTube reference, like in the last few episodes. Check back next week
1: for our, uh, our muffins uh, riff. Charlie, the unicorn. Dom, anything to say before we get out of here?
0: They took my kidney. Oh, they took took my freaking kidney. kidney. (laughs) Um, no, uh, I actually, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: a quick, that was a quick turn <laughs>
0: Um, anybody who does follow the stream. Well, if you don't follow me on twitch.tv slash a Harry eight. Uh, but if you do follow me, I apologize for the inconsistency in the streams. I've been super busy you know, leading up until the school year school starts back up next week for me. Uh, so, uh, been pretty busy. I'm going to try to get back into the grind a little bit. Um FIFA's winding down, but I just downloaded eFootball 2023 just for fun. So may play that leading up until FIFA 23. And then uh it's uh the full PC grind. So that'll be by the end of the month. Make sure that you follow the Twitch and follow me on Twitter uh at Wash Lifestyle.
1: Oh, you're done. Okay. <laughs> That's the part of the show where I dissociate for a little bit. <laughs> uh, we'll be we'll be back next week, uh, chatting up all about the weekends. And by the way, Champions League starts next week, so you know get get yourself straightened out. Get your get your Tuesdays, Wednesdays, afternoons. You know, get it get it all worked out now. Understand. Have a plan. It's like climate disaster response, or you know, like a, a hurricane's coming. Like know your evacuation route. Know who to call. Know where to meet up know what you're doing figure it out ahead of time cuz it's 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 coming it's here already who can believe it no 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 that dumb international break after we just get a taste of domestic games uh, in September that that rips us away none of that this year just yep. a little thing called the world cup in 3 months who knew mm-hmm. uh, but we'll be back next week chatting all about that till then we will talk to you then